Hello and welcome back to the Big Wrangle Podcast. I did miss the last episode because I am a fool, but I'm here again once more to grace you with my glorious presence. Thank you. Uh, my name is Ethan. I am here. Does anyone else wish to introduce themselves? <sighs> Hello. Um, my name's Kai. Um, I'm quite warm because I'm in a fleece right now. In the Skype call, we've got seven people. And that's quite a lot of people, so it might get confusing. So if you'd like to make a noise to indicate who you are when you're speaking, then now's the time to do that. But don't worry, because I'm sure we'll figure it out later if you don't want to. Tommy normally does a funny noise, so... Mm. There it is. Oh, he did it. That was Tommy, everyone. Classic Tommy joke there. It wasn't a joke, guy. The American. Hi. This is the new person. Hello. Hello. They're American. <laughs> is your profile picture a crap, by the way? No, it's an orange. Like, I saw it on, like, Pinterest, and I thought it was really cute, so I just, like, used it as my profile picture. I can see far too many fingers, and it's slightly unnerving, but... Just look I'm at your own hands, and you'll be shocked, Kai. <laughs> <laughs> There's too okay. many fingers. Okay, right, um, <laughs> the the next one that we're going to talk about, because that one lasted quite a lot longer than I thought it would, which is nice, I like it when it does that. Um, <laughs> the next one is fast fashion, and as you can see, that's fashion isn't my main priority or focus, and maybe that's the case for some of you. doesn't matter how much you care about fashion, um, because everyone can have an opinion about this, because it's, it's more about, like, thinking logically about environment and ethics I think than like fashion tips and stuff so um, I'm going to smack you all with a definition of what fast fashion is Um, apparently it's inexpensive clothing produced rapidly by mass market retailers in response to latest trends so for example when this episode goes out everyone's going to see that I'm wearing this cool uh, fleece and then they're like um, Kylie Jenner's going to be wearing this fleece and then h and is going to be like, shit, we need to make some of those. Let's um, use shit fabric and use shit working conditions and dump out a load of fleeces in two weeks. That's what fast fashion is, everyone. Um, some, right, okay. There's a, there's a lot to talk about here. So, um, the question is, like, I think it's pretty much accepted by a lot of people that fast fashion isn't good, nor is it sustainable. So the thing that needs to be worked out is where do we want fashion as a whole to be in the future? Um, some interesting thing, an interesting thing that I heard about was that like, so people see like charity shops and stuff as like a be all and end all like solution to fast fashion. But the pickle with fast fashion being so shit quality. So um, say you bought like five quid jeans and they got a rip in them, and then you brought it back to the charity shop because you didn't want it anymore. Um, if a charity shop, and this doesn't probably apply to all charity shops, but it applies to a lot of them, if you have something that just doesn't sell in a charity shop, um, often it's bought by some companies <coughs> that will um, buy like stuff that doesn't sell, and then they'll just get, take all of it away and sell it on in like third world countries. And that's been working well, um, third world countries, I don't think that's um, what is said anymore. But, like, just certain places where it's 
a lot. Where, oh yeah, um, developing less... economies. Yeah. So. so like clothes are being sold in uh, developing economies. The thing with fast fashion though is that they're so shit quality that people don't want to buy them from there. So then it's just a blockage of no one wanting to buy them because they're just so terrible quality and it's just not worth investing in terrible quality jeans if they're just going to break pretty much instantly. And that means that they're just getting dumped and burnt and stuff. So um, I've got a few ideas about where fast fashion should be in the future as far as how to keep it sustainable. But I wonder if anyone's got any ideas off the bat without being prompted. I mean, off the bat, you just said they're making shit clothing in shit conditions and that ain't really that good. So, like, um, I guess having like a rapid response to, oh, this is in fashion. There's nothing wrong with bringing that in. It's just how they bring it in is the problem. Like, if you're saying, oh, we should make these. Time to employ the children. Like, that's not, that's not, that's not the way. Um, but yeah, having a large amount of, like, disposable clothing is not good. Like, I, I hate the fact that, like, planned obsolescence and shit like that is just so common in products because they're like, well, we can get them to spend more money if we make it shit, but good enough for them to want it. So they just make shit that's really not durable at all, but still decent quality in other respects. So you have to buy it, like, three times for the original lifespan of, like, when it would have been if they didn't make it shit on purpose. Um, but, yeah, no. Also, I feel like it should just be... Like, they should just have general clothing available, and, like, if a fashion... Like, you just get what you want, man. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I, then again, I'm sat here in, like, full grey, so I'm really not a fashion um, guru, but... You just wear clothes that you like, and like sometimes if that's in fashion, it's just made arbitrarily more expensive than it would have been if it's not in fashion, which is annoying. Also, mason jars are in fashion, and I hate that because I think they look really cool, but it makes them really expensive. And like, I just please, fashionable things are just marked up in price because they're in, even though people who have been into them for ages, grr. Anyways, no, yeah, I, I feel like having like fashions like that seasonal makes sense because you have different clothing wear for different seasons but just the sort of like fluctuating this is in now this is out doesn't seem to make sense because it just encourages people to if, if you are the kind of person who keeps up with fashion you buy a lot of clothes and that has a lot of impact as you said environmentally which ain't very spicy no I think, no no i think it can stand in the way for a lot of people with fast fashion is it is cheap and if you want to buy something that isn't made by a fast fashion it tends to be a lot more expensive which you can understand why because obviously the work is paid fairly and the material is generally better however if you do just need to buy a pair of jeans or something that can stand in the way for a lot of people and then there's sort of the argument of well you're investing in it because the chances are it will last longer but on a sort of day-to-day -day basis I think a lot of people have that big cost sort of standing in the way and it's just a lot easier and a lot cheaper to just go to a fast fashion place buy the jeans you need and it's done yes yeah that's that's <clears throat> um, extremely true and um, one of the big things that I was going to talk about so like um, I don't know if people actually think this but it could be viewed that like 
buying good quality clothes is a privilege. I think actually no, yeah, I think that's I don't think that's that outlandish. Buying good quality clothes is a privilege, and um, cheap clothes are the ones that are the problem because they're unsustainable and stuff. And the solutions are like, so they say like making jeans more recyclable. That increases the cost and rules out a lot of people from buying it. Increase the quality so that they don't wear out as much. That increases the price so that it's not so no one's going to buy it kind of thing. And um, I I don't know what the solution is because there are just certain people who won't be able to afford um, sustainable clothes um, because they're inherently oh yeah that's the other thing like um, with paying using like slave labour and stuff or like child labour the whole point of that is is that they're going to be underpaid if you want if like the UK made a law that was like you can't um, everyone employed by a business that's operating in the UK um, has to have minimum wage that's the UK's minimum wage then that would make everything else more expensive so it's the whole um, thing of like what's the quote um, no it's not that one it's uh, oh, 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 I can't find it but it was like um, if if you buy something that's cheap someone is gonna like it's someone's like it's at someone else's expense as in like you 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 buy less you you pay less for something it's gonna fuck up the environment more or exploit people more so it's not just a it's not it's it's not a win win <clears throat> situation and I don't know what the solution to is is to that I feel like like this like the solution would be like many problems it's not just gonna like it like people who can't afford good quality clothes um when it comes to like oh well there's an increase in carbon footprint because there's people making a bunch of you know synthetic fiber clothing that doesn't need to be made uh, and you know it's really cheap and it breaks in a week and all that shit so like you can fast buy it and all that stuff it obviously ties into something deep because that's like a byproduct of a separate issue which is you know the fact that people exist who can't afford jeans more than three quid <laughs> you know so like fixing that fixing the issue of like general decreasing like environmental impact of just sort of everything comes into like you know people need to be able to sustain themselves um and have enough money to sustain themselves reasonably and in a way that's you know has a less environment less of an environmental impact so that comes into how like oh what do we do in society to fix you know poverty and all of that stuff and that everything else will start to fall into place or is able to be fixed like it allows you to make the move of oh we can increase these prices because people can afford them rather than saying like oh we're going to increase these prices but then other people who already were struggling to afford them now just have to walk around naked because they don't have anything so it's like it's the kind of problem that's fixed only when other problems are fixed which is sadly a lot of problems <laughs> and fixing them is either difficult or people refuse to do it or both yes. I think you could say the same about the other end as well because although it, it's not good in any way the amount of people who are severely underpaid and the working conditions are awful but that provides jobs for a lot of people in developing countries and if there was suddenly I don't know a boycott of fast fashion there would be so many people who wouldn't have work and wouldn't have income so a lot of work kind of be, needs to be done on the ground in the developing countries where they are 
because for a lot of people working in those conditions for that little pay is the only option they have so mm. if fast fashion was to disappear overnight not that it would but they'd be out of jobs they wouldn't have the income because the way their livelihoods is in their country is based on something such as fast fashion so stuff would need to change in the production company as well as just the company where people are buying it 100% it's definitely an undeniable fact that bringing factories into a poverty ridden place is inevitably going to benefit that society and if for example it was it's kind of like talking about fair trade where um, if you get rid of the things that aren't fair trade um, it means that people are going to just have no jobs and then they might have to do worse things like crime actually no crime is definitely a worse thing <laughs> um uh prostitution is the one that i was going to say um but yeah things like that where the aren't as like reliable or safe kind of things and that's what it typically results in the the thing that's always said and it kind of pisses me off because it seems like it's just a thing that people say in a response but it never actually happens um as far as like um oh yeah like people being able to afford things and it's we've talked about it before and i've used the same argument and it pisses me off um like we said it in the health thing et1 oh just subsidize um healthy foods so that they're cheaper so that more people can afford them and stuff and that is that is a thing that should happen i think and obviously applying it to this it would be subsidizing um high quality stuff um and then but then it wouldn't like make bad quality stuff more expensive i guess you'd have to um get rid of bad quality stuff and then subsidized good quality stuff to make it cheaper kind of thing cheaper for the end consumer <sighs> but then that requires bad quality stuff to be eradicated and i have no idea how you could define that or anything like that because it, it comes back to the question as like there's there's only so much that consumers can do because companies are creating a culture of consumerism where it's a, a, a normal thing that you just go out and buy lots of stuff and you, you throw it away a little bit later so advertising needs to change there's just so many things the best thing to do in terms of reducing your footprint when it comes to you know clothing is um you know ignoring all the fast fashion stuff if you're mainly focusing on the environmental impact um and so you want to buy durable this or durable that or whatever the best thing to do is to buy locally, if possible. Um, I, I know people are talking about that when it comes to, you know, fresh produce and stuff like that. So, you know, if you live in a place that has a local farmer's market, always buy from there. Because not only are you stimulating and supporting the local economy, if you want to talk about money, there's much less transport and there's much less, you know, foreign products being taken from A to B or whatever. And all of it's just generally better for everything because there's much smaller carbon footprint as well as, you know, money being in places that are near home so if there are places say you know in england that produce their own clothing that's you know fully done here you know like if it's um, natural fibers it's grown here and then it's made here and all of that stuff then even if that's fast fashion that's much better um like environmentally speaking than the other but when it comes to fast fashion using you know foreign factories and things like that seems like the main issue is just you know exploiting people and paying them just absolutely nothing and that's just not good and that should 
not me done it, they should be paid, you know, a livable wage, as anyone should be, at minimum, in my opinion, be paid a minimum wage if they, uh, a livable wage if they are working. So, like, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, I, I, I agree with all the things that you're saying, um, sir. Um, there's the other issue, not an issue, um, it comes down to, I mean, just pushing aside the whole, like, what companies need to do and things, there's a lot of things that are normal in, in our society that, um, maybe shouldn't be normal, and there are things that should be normal which aren't. Um, I've written down a few of them, <coughs> so, like, um... Can I interrupt you before you list this do off? Do it, do it, do it. Some... So... Do we... I mean... Well, okay. A, a thing that happens in society is that, like, if Kylie Jenner... I don't know, I keep using her as an example. If Kylie Jenner wore a bucket hat, then everyone else is going to. Is that... Is that, like, a thing that we should, like, aim for? As opposed to... Um, what was it called? Um, like, personal individual styles or something, like expressing yourself by choosing what you want to do. Do you think we should edge away from following what celebrities do and things and trends and stuff. I feel like an obsessive following is never going to be good but obviously that's jumping to the extreme. Having people influenced by celebrities or, you know, influencers, um, that's not really a problem because I guess that's like the whole point of some influencers that's their kind of their whole job is that they do something because people admire them and aspire to be them or whatever so they'll be like oh, I'm wearing X brand shirt, it looks pretty pog guys, you should get it. <laughs> Um, you know, so I feel like um, when it comes to like mass sensationalism of like, oh, Kylie Jenner's this brand, <laughs> brand, you gotta like do that, and it's like loads of people, and it's the vast majority of the public. That's like that's kind of creepy. Like, it, if we not even touching on how that's bad for markets and things like that, because it obviously it you know fast fashion all the issues that we've been talking about, but um, having people influenced by it on a smaller scale, you know, like. A celebrity wears a certain brand and people are like oh they're pretty good in that you know that's pretty sexy and then they go out and get that themselves like that's fine i think because you are obviously you're going to be influenced by anything that's around you so you can't even if you think it's bad completely there's nothing you can do to completely remove that because the only way you could do that is make everyone around you completely naked because <laughs> everyone's going to influence you no matter how small so there's no way that you can say oh well celebrities can't do something that could sway the general public because they then can't do anything because everything anyone does sways the general public, even if it's very small. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Could it sort of focus slightly on as well what the influencers are portraying themselves in? Because if they're say wearing something from a brand who are notoriously, I don't know, bad at working conditions or have a huge carbon footprint, that it could be seen as them not using the influence they have in a responsible way whereas if they wore a shirt from a brand who are really really good with environmental issues or something hmm. it could be seen as generally persuading people in a more positive way that's fair yeah i feel like that comes into more like that, that also ties into dangers of just council culture in general because like it, it seems like the easy solution is people will decide for themselves whether or not that what they're doing is morally right but then people usually end up being a bit of a dick towards people for no reason. So, yeah, I guess 
if you are a person with influence, it is on you as well to have the responsibility to make the decisions that are the most informed, especially if you're aware that your influence is, you know, quite reaching and it can meet, reach thousands or millions of people in, in cases. Um, so I guess that is down to the person. Um, yes. Um, one thing that you said about with, um, like, sustainable brands and stuff, I think this is quite an interesting point that I, I heard. Brands who like, I mean, sort of like chilies, um, but just like if, like Boohoo.com apparently is a is um a, a clothes brand that's like terrible for sustainability and really just goes full goes fully ahead with fast fashion. Um, is it a thing that like, if a brand came out by saying like, okay, well our jeans are now made of twenty five percent recycled bottles or that kind of thing. What they're doing is they're, even though it's technically objectively better that pair of jeans is made of fifty percent plastic bottles, what they're what they're doing is still reinforcing the fact that you should go buy this thing, and it just means that more stuff is being bought, and it means that like more stuff is being thrown away, of course. And even though it's like, um, even though it's better. Than throwing away a bad thing, it just means that people are still buying lots of stuff, and it's still reinforcing the idea that you should go buy stuff. And it comes to the whole, you know, the thing with the Teslas, like people buying new Teslas, they were like, "Oh, I've got to reduce my carbon footprint, so I'm going to buy an electric car." And it's like, in actuality, if you didn't like, you're you're increasing your carbon footprint by buying a Tesla immediately. Like this was like a couple of years ago, um, like not letting your car just run its course and just die eventually, and then buy a new car if you're immediately buying yeah. a new one. So it comes into like that sort of thing. That's like the best comparison you can think of. That's a very it's good like, example. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing something that's harmful and there's no alternative, you just kind of have no choice. And then when the alternative shows up, you have to phase it in responsibly. You can't just drop everything and run straight to it because that's still being wasteful. Like if I just bought a six pack of jeans for like six quid, you know, <laughs> Primark, pretty good bargain. And then it's like, oh, well, now there's like one good pair of jeans for six quid that I like. I'm not going to like just never wear those six pack of jeans just to get the new one because then I just wasted six quid and also I've just made some garbage for no reason. Um, so when it comes to like, also when it comes to like advertisement and things like that, companies are always going to want you to buy their thing and they're going to grip onto anything that sells. So I mean, as frustrating as it is, you kind of can't hold it against them because the whole point they exist is to make you buy things. Like, they exist for profit, usually nothing else. So you can't really be annoyed at them for wanting to do what they can to get profit, even if they do it in a cringe way. Um, obviously, there are lines that they can cross, but, you know, saying, buy this, it's 50% recycled. I have no problem with that, even if it is annoying. Yeah. That's very good. I think it's like that. Oh. I'm so sorry. I I really have to go. So. Oh, that's uh, a shame. Yeah. Thank you for coming. I do know nice a lot about you. so this is very informative. And thank you. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> thank bye you. Bye bye. bye, bye. They are cool beans. Gone or going. <sighs> Goodbye. What were you going to say, Amelia? Uh, I was going to say a thing like that like your example is kind of twofold because on one hand if they're making stuff out of 25% plastic bottles then great that's 
you know, a step in the right direction. But if they are a fast fashion brand, could it be seen as they're like hiding the awful yeah. stuff they do on like humanitarian issues behind their little contribution to the environment? Mm. So on one side, it's good that they are doing something, but are they kind of also saying, yeah, we treat our workers awfully, but have you known <laughs> that we're using recycled bottles? Oh, yeah, it's like token environmentalism and stuff like that. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. It is It is a sad eventuality, but you can hope, you, all, you, all you can really do is, you know, choose the best thing. And if it's choice between company that exploits workers horribly and company that exploits workers horribly with a slightly lower <laughs> carbon footprint, <laughs> it, it's really a matter of, like, what choice you have that's feasibly available to you, because... You know, I know people talk about like, oh, the market's always going to diversify and people are always going to go towards like their favorite opportunity and all that stuff. Because that's what people who talk about economics like to jack off with whenever we talk about. <laughs> but um, it's like, you know, if there's no alternative or no feasible option for you, you just kind of have to go with the lesser evil. Like, unless you start growing your own fucking flax and making your own fight <laughs> and shit and like rearing cows for leather shoes or whatever, like, there's nothing that you can do. Because your only options really are going to be things that aren't really the best environmentally. Unless, you know, you have a local cobbler that makes shoes and a local, you know, weavers and shit like that. There, There is nothing that you can do, really. And it, 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 you can't say, oh, there's fabric shops so you can go make your own clothes. No one has the time. Like, if you do, great. But you're privileged <laughs> if you have that time. And if you don't accept that, then, well, I mean, dude, you've got a lot of spare time, man. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a skill everyone has, so not everyone's able to, which is a shame. 100%, sir. Very, very, very true. <clears throat> um, the thing that I probably should have started this off with, which has prompted this discussion, it was a quote from someone, and this is something that someone's actually said. Um, Sustainability can't be bought. Save money and ask if you really need this thing. Which is quite interesting, because it's... And it applies to the whole, like tesla thing like yeah but yeah um <clears throat> which is very interesting very cool opinions everyone um one other thing um and i think this is a a good one to end it off on yeah um there's a culture in society i i think and i think everyone's um everyone does it to some degree, that, like, whether you've just broken up with someone or you just feel like it or you want to, there's a culture of, like, just buying things, f not not for, like, considering all the ethical and environmental things. You're just buying a thing to, like, make you feel better or, like, buying things for fun. So, like, changing up your look because it'll make you feel better about yourself and that's completely valid and stuff. Um, is that a thing... Is that like a good outlet for that? Because it's it kind of taps into the whole lifestyle of like only buying things that you feel will add value to your life and getting rid of everything else kind of thing. I don't know what people think about that like, lifestyle and that. Like therapy shopping and stuff like that. Yeah. I think yeah. a certain level of materialism is perfectly fine. Like I'm not going to go fucking full butter and say you need nothing, child. Like, yeah, you can like things. That's fine. No one's <laughs> going to like lynch you for it. And, like, it's not your fault if the thing you like is only available in, you know, questionable producing methods. And, like, 
again, like you can't be aware of all of the issues in the world. And if you are, you're incredibly depressed and you can't tell me or not because you are. Like, if you're aware of everything that's wrong for always, you're going to be feeling down. So, like, even if you do your best, stuff's still going to slip. And the problem isn't on you to find the best company that does the nice things. The problem is on the companies that do the bad things. And, like, it's not my fault. If I go to Aldi and 90% of the stuff there is made horribly and I need all of that stuff, you know, I, I can't do anything else about that what needs to change is the suppliers do it's like you know there's there's very little that you as an individual can do on that front i think it was um the thing that was like they were talking about the difference between this country or like western countries like like england and america and the countries where this produce is happening in it's there's a very different dis like people deal with it in different ways like here we have a lot of focus on individual consumerism and culture and there they have a a view more focused on like the general sort of like how like you know the companies do things or how everyone is doing something and that is you know the people and the company included because here we seem to put the we seem to pin the responsibility on ourselves you know the individual rather than on the people who supply these things um and you know you can acknowledge yes that you know it's a problem that you know child labor is happening and all that stuff but we're still discussing, like, what can I do as an individual? The realistic answer is you can't really do shit by yourself because you're going up against a large company or multiple large companies. And, like, you know, the only thing that can do is, like, either a lot of people doing the same thing and that requires a fuck ton of organization, which isn't going to happen because it requires the majority, like, 80 plus percent of the nation to stop buying everything that's produced in bad ways and you know that's not gonna happen what needs to happen is like changes need to happen to these companies and suppliers and things like that because they are the ones that are doing these things that are causing the problems and whilst we are you know quote unquote perpetuating it by buying it what else are we going to do we need clothes and food and if the only clothes and food that is available to you um is you know produced badly you in my mind you can't do anything else it's it's the fault is it, the fault shouldn't rest as heavily on our shoulders as it should as it is because um, obviously everyone can make changes to do better you know you can recycle you can do this that and the other but ultimately your carbon footprint is going to be much lower than that of the places you're buying from and the fact that you're more focused on you than the people who are making more problems is in my mind a bit strange but I ascribe to more left-leaning views and communism. Correct, no. But you know what I mean. Um, that probably ties into my own personal feelings rather than just being absolutely correct. So people might disagree. <clears throat> yes. Does anybody disagree? Um, well, I mean, I disagree that... I don't, where do you get the, the, the your assertion that people put the problems on the individual rather than the companies. I don't see that. Um, I feel like it's just a general feeling that people end up having, for one, that like you always talk about how, what can you do to decrease your carbon footprint? And there's all this stuff about, you know, take five minute showers and recycle and compost your own food and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah. all of the tips to lower your carbon footprint are all stuff that you can do as an individual. Well, yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course there is, because you can't do anything else about the companies. But I think it's generally known that the companies contribute 
90% of all the carbon uh, footprint in the world as industry. It's not, it's not individuals. Yeah, but then the main thing is, like we're talking about it now, the conversation has been geared towards individuals, whereas it should be... Obviously, we're talking about stuff relevant to individuals. But it's not, it's it not geared be. towards individuals. It's geared towards the whole fast fashion, which is, as individuals, what can you do about that? Because we're not companies. And as individuals, we can't do much. But, I mean, as a, as a society is, is increasingly... Public perceptions change, and as they do, they, they put pressure on these companies to change their ways. So, And as, as more information about like child labor and working conditions comes to light it happens over time i i have confidence that it will slowly get better over time i think there is alternative i think there is alternatives to those things i don't think there is no alternatives as you assert i think it's, it's probably more expensive and it's probably not known about which is why a lot of people don't do it but if more people knew about it and more people had the means to do it um i feel they would and that would put pressure on other companies to, to do things like that hmm. that's fair no i do agree with you and there is probably alternatives um, that are available, not necessarily to everyone, but to some, yes. Especially in areas that are, you know, if you live in a central city, there's more likely going to be a lot of opportunities and things like that. But um, personally, I just feel like the conversation, whilst it's talking about what we can do as individuals, and it's just sort of acknowledged, I feel like not everyone acknowledges that. And it should be talked about more that it is the fact that, like, companies produced this much, and it's like... It just feels like the general guilt, like, in a, in general, people seem to just feel like it's on them when it needs to... I feel like... I, this, this is just how I feel. It's not like I can't say this is true because this is just, you know, public perception. I feel like the public perception is we talk about what we can do as individuals more than where a lot of the problem percentage-wise comes from. And that just sort of means whilst the market could eventually, um, you know, shove it in the direction in the way consumers want it to... I feel like if we talk about things in a different light more, that would happen faster, and the faster that happens, the better. But I do hope as well, inevitably, that as you said, yes, I do agree, hopefully it will change due to whole, you know, companies moving due to the general, you know, people don't want this stuff anymore, so we've got to do something else to sell our product more. But that doesn't, I, either it doesn't always happen, or it takes longer than should, in my opinion. Um, but it can, and hopefully will. But I feel like it, there's ways to make it go faster. Uh-huh. <sighs> Big brain stuff, everyone. <laughs> Whoa. On that note, we've been going for an hour and 40 minutes. Do you reckon it's time to tie up the podcast? I do. Excellent. You may now Could I suggest the a book? Please Ooh, do. Yeah, do it. It's um, called The Story of Moore by Hope Jaron. She's a um, biologist mainly, but it's a book about sort of consumption and things you wouldn't necessarily think about when you're talking about consumerism, be it food or fast fashion or whatever. It's just, it, it's informative, but she does it not necessarily in a penalising way necessarily, just the this is happening, this is what's going on, you should maybe... Have a think about it on the bigger picture. Very mm. good. Book. Nice. Sounds good. Lovely. Um, links to that will be in the description, everyone. Very spicy. Always good to read and learn about new things and interesting topics. Which I, mean, I can say is so as well. Hmm. <laughs> I can say as much as I want. 
I am too lazy to read books. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It does sound very interesting though, and if I am, um, I would like to read that. But <laughs> I've said that about like 17 books, so uh, I have, like I have like a list. I'd like to read that. <laughs> I, I would like to read it. I, it sounds great. I'm just lazy. Uh, does anyone else have anything to say, I guess, before we uh, end it off? Any any shout-outs? Any, any personal endorsements? Uh, Bye. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Alright, yeah, it seems like... Uh, Thanks, Boris. Keep, keep on chugging along and keeping our country great. Brexit make, means Brexit. Make Britain <laughs> great again. Um, Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that was a podcast thanks everyone for listening uh we hope to see you again soon uh thank you kai for organizing topics and being amazing and thank you everyone for joining uh yeah love you all goodbye Bye, everyone Good- Bye.